Well, you're pretty sure of yourself, ain't you, Virgil? Virgil, that's a funny name for a nigger boy that comes from Philadelphia. What do they call you up there? They call me Mr. Tibbs. Whenever you're ready. Welcome, ladies oh, and gentlemen, to the first episode of... Really? I almost said Friday Night Lights. That's not Friday Night Lights. <laughs> to what the top you... shelf. What, the first episode? What are you talking the about? First back to school, I said, oh. The first episode of Friday Night Lights. <laughs> oh my god, do we want to start over? Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> AFI Top 100, top shelf. Hello. I am taking an 18 credit course load this semester, everybody, and I've only been in school for three days and my brain's dead. So after this episode, this the, the next episode, episode will be January 3rd. <laughs> December 18th. I think that's when I'm done with finals. Hello, Lindsay. Hi, Jeff. Oh Welcome, goodness. ladies and gentlemen, to our super awesome, super awesome episode. Uh, incredibly super awesome. Uh, we are number 75 on number the 75, list. Number 75, episode 26. In the Heat of the Night from 1967. Not no, the yeah, TV he's... show. Yes, not not the TV. The show. movie. Not the TV show that ran for seven years. I think the on television. Movie. You're just gonna keep saying that, aren't you? Movie. <laughs> okay. Yes, you are. <laughs> so, in the heat of the night, starring Sydney Poitier, uh, not Carol O'Connor. Not Carol O'Connor. Uh, <laughs> Rod Steiger. Rod Steiger. Yep. That's how Are I'm we saying that right? I'm pronouncing it that way. That's where we're going to go with it. I think we need to just choose a pronunciation of the name and go for it. Steiger. 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 Because I usually cut out the 25 times we repeat the name until we figure out how we're going to say it. So uh, what is the IMDb summary for In the Heat of the Night? An African-American police detective is asked to investigate a murder in a racially hostile southern town. Good summary. Basically, that is the film. What is your summary for it, Lindsay? Did you write one? That is not Carol Connor and Quipping Jerks. <laughs> All right, I take that. I take that. Well, this episode, um, we don't actually have a whole lot of information to talk about for this. You said you had a shorter amount of trivia for I do. The film. I only have like two pages of notes for this so, movie. So I know awards and technology is um, very minimal. I didn't minimal, do my so. ratings. I know. I was just okay. I was just discussing that we were, uh, that there. It, it will be probably a shorter episode. So okay. your ratings, go. Eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. No meta score. No meta score. And I could not find uh, Roger Ebert has it on his list of like top like whatever uh, mm-hmm. top top ten films of a certain decade. Uh, however, it is he has no four star rating. He didn't give it. He didn't actually give it an official okay review. Did he like it? Uh, he had it on his list of films okay. he liked. So, so he he, he must like it. He just never actually sat down right. to write a review for it. So. So, okay, well, let me move on to my awards and technology real quick. Okay. Uh, awards, 34 major award nominations, seven Oscar nominations, wow. and five Oscar wins. Okay. It was nominated but did not win. Is this clear? That's better. Okay. It was nominated but did not win for Best Director and Best Effects slash Sound Effects. Okay. What did it win for? It won for... Best sound. Okay. Best writing screenplay. Okay. Best picture. Okay. Best film editing. And then best actor in a leading role for Rod Steiger. Okay. Not Cindy Poitier. Uh, Cindy Poitier. Poitier. Sorry. I, yeah, I bitch butchered that name. So, but it did, again, kind of like Forrest Gump, it won a handful of the major awards, the right. big ones that matter. It won best picture. It won best picture. And generally, that's 
all you yeah you know, really that's matters, what matters. So. that's what everyone remembers right maybe best director maybe best writing yeah. generally but best picture it won best picture uh technology no no there really isn't anything for this film it the it the movie feels oh we didn't actually mention whether or not we liked it or not oh i liked it you liked it yeah I didn't think One, I was. No. I didn't think I was going to. <laughs> like I went into this going, I don't want to watch this. I, I thought it. it was gonna be boring. Yeah, but it was good. I liked it. It moved. It's um, almost two hours. Yeah, actually, that's the and thing it is, it did not like that first half hour moves really fast. Yeah, a lot faster than I expected it to move. Yeah. Um, I liked it. It was a good movie. It um, it felt. Like a television show. Yes, what you had said. And that's and that was kind of my one my one comment about it, which I have a note. We will talk about that uh, later on as well. Okay. Um. But uh, yeah. So that's kind of all I have. So I'm sorry. I apologize. We're kind of jumping around a little bit. But our review, we liked it. So you should watch it. Definitely watch it. Yeah, so. watch it. It's good. Your turn. All right. Da 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 da. da. Trivia. <sighs> Rod Steiger. Terrible. Was trivia. asked by director Norman Jewison. J, J E W I S O N Jewison. That's the director you said. Yep. Yep. To chew gum when playing the part, he resisted at first, but then grew to love the idea, and eventually went through two hundred and sixty-three packs of gum during the shooting of the film. Damn. Damn. That's probably <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I probably go through about half that in a school year. In a whole year, right? Yeah. See, now the thing is, is this movie? And I probably, chew a lot of gum. This, this film was probably filmed in like. A month. Probably. <laughs> it's not a real... <clears throat> Sorry, my allergies are acting up, too, so I have kind of a cough because my throat dries out. Just the... Sorry, I'm explaining why I'm coughing. <laughs> That's fine. I was waiting. It, 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 it's not a real complicated film. There wasn't, like, a whole lot of... No. Overly complicated stuff, so they probably did. They probably blew through shooting. Yeah. I wish I knew how long the shooting schedule was. I do Maybe not. Maybe you can search. I will look for it. Okay. Mississippi was eventually ruled out as a location due to the existing political conditions. Sparta, Illinois was selected as the location, and the town's name in the story was changed to Sparta so that local signs would not need to be changed. The greenhouse was added to an existing home and filled with about $15,000 worth of orchids. That's a lot of plants in that room. Yeah. What's well, a greenhouse? This is true. The scene that took place at the sheriff's house featured dialogue that came out of improvisations between Sidney Poitier and Rod Steiger. According to Norman Jewison and Haskell Wexler on the DVD commentary, they originally wanted to use Little Red Riding Hood by Sam Sham and the Pharaohs in the movie, which you know it if you heard Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. And this is the song that Ralph Henshaw, Anthony James, was dancing to... During the film, unable to license Sam the Sham's song, Foul Owl on the Prowl was substituted, composed by Quincy Jones and performed by Boomer and Travis, better known as Owens Boomer Castleman and Michael Martin Murphy. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. So they basically wrote a... A song with the same kind of tune and beat so the dancing matched up. Yeah. Interesting. He goes like, hey there, little red riding hood. Yeah. They use it in they use it in a car commercial last year or the year before. <sighs> I'm trying to remember what they used Volkswagen, it in. Volkswagen, Toyota, Kia, somebody. It was a minivan commercial, I think. Okay. Frequently cited as Sidney Poitier's favorite film of all the films he's done. Huh. This film is set in a hot Mississippi summer, but was filmed in the autumn in during the autumn in Illinois. <laughs> 
Many of the actors had to keep ice chips in their mouths and spit them out before takes to prevent their breath from appearing on camera during the night scenes. It did look cold. Yeah. Like, again, and as we were discussing, we could obviously tell that, that this it, is was, Illinois. it was this not, is not Mississippi. Because being from the Midwest, if you're raised in the Midwest, you, you recognize, recognize the, Midwest. the Midwest. And this definitely was it the Midwest. Like it looks like a town in Illinois. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, and Southern it Illinois, cold. yeah. <laughs> it looked cold the entire time they were shooting. Rod Steiger spoke in the Southern dialect consistently for the duration of filming. So he pulled a Daniel Day-Lewis. Yep. Sidney Poitier insisted that the movie be filmed in the North because an incident in which he and Harry Belafonte were almost killed by the KKK during a visit to Mississippi. Hence the selection of Sparta, Illinois for the location filming. Nevertheless, the filmmakers and actors did briefly venture into Tennessee for the outdoor scenes at the cotton plantation because there was no similar cotton plantation in Illinois that could be used. Poitier slept with a gun under his pillow during production in Tennessee, and he did receive death threats from local racist thugs, so to shoot the shoot was cut short and production returned to Illinois. <laughs> Thanks, That's, America in the 60s. Yeah, that scene did kind of go by. It felt like it was rushed. It moved. It moved very quickly, moved. and they never went back to that place. Nope. Like, it's like, okay, so, yeah. <laughs> um, due to the assassination of civil rights activist Martin Luther King in April of 1968, the presentation of the Best Picture Oscar for this film was postponed for two days, from Monday, April 8th to Wednesday, April 10th. Oh, okay. This also apparently happened with The Life of Emile Zola from 1937 and Raging Bull in 1980. Well, they delayed they it? They moved it. Because of, uh, it. because of something? Possibly. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll probably find out when we get to Raging Bull. That's true. Um, the slapping scene between Detective Tibbs and Endicott was shot in just two takes, and the slaps the characters made to each other's faces were real, according to a detailed account by Norman Jewison, provided in 2011. Jewison let Gary Gates rehearse by slapping him because Jewison wanted to be sure that Gates could slap hard enough. Oh, that's cool. Instead of the actor being like, I don't want you to actually hit me. Please yeah. do it. Like, please do it. Like, he actually wants to yep. make sure you could hit him. Yep. That's cool. When Norman Jewison and his editor, Hal Ashby, attended a sneak preview for the film, they found that the young audience was laughing uproariously at the dialogue. Although Jewison was upset that his dramatic film was not being taken seriously, Ashby assured him that the audience was laughing in approval of the Southern Sheriff being put in his place by the confident and urbane detective Virgil Tibbs. Jewison did not agree until the film got to the famous slapping scene when the white audience was stunned at seeing an African-American man physically fight back against a white man for the first time in a modern mainstream American film. Jewison was convinced the, effect, the film was effective as a drama. That's cool. I didn't laugh at much of anything. No, I don't think there was anything really I laughed really at dancing. <laughs> the ridiculousness that was mm -hmm. dancing. I laughed at the sheriff's comment. This whole, like, uh, like yeah, oh, yeah, he does, yeah. like, early in the movie. Like, I laughed at that because it was over the top. But besides that, there wasn't anything funny in no. this movie. It's a drama. It's a cop procedure. Procedure. Yeah. It's a cop drama. It's a cop drama. It's <laughs> Just, a drama with... Let's say it's a drama with some cop stuff in it, because it's not like... It's not a full-blown, but it's it is not as much of a cop drama as, like, The French Connection was. Right. It's a different type of cop right. drama. Because it's backed more by the whole racism factor. Yeah. But again, that's for our discussion. This was the first major Hollywood film in color that was lit with proper consideration for an actor with dark skin. 
Haskell Wexler recognized that standard lighting used in filming produced too much glare on most black actors and others of dark complexion. Wexler toned down the lighting to feature Poitier with better results. It did seem darker. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't it wasn't the incredibly overblown no. rooms that it norm, that it used to be. Right. So actually, yeah, cool. Producer Walter Walter Mirish used creative accounting to prove to UA United Artists yep. that the film would make a profit even if it didn't play in the South at all. <laughs> they do not elaborate on his creative uh, accounting. I don't know what he did. I'm going to say Bia because it's spelled like Leah with a B. Okay. Bia Richards, the actress who plays the abortionist Mama Kalba, played the mother of the Poitier character in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, which was also released in 1967. <laughs> that is the end of my trivia. That was you fast. don't like when I don't tell you the end. I told you I didn't have a lot. I know, I and know. And that was most of the trivia. So, I only have three things that I learned okay. from this movie. Because, again, it was one of those where it was all near the beginning, and then I kind of just sat and continued to watch the movie. And I can't I can't force myself to make funny stuff when right. the movie is very serious right. about a lot of stuff. So, uh, the three things that I learned from this film. One, conveniently placed windowsill. Yes. Jeff was not pleased by the conveniently placed windowsill. Right away in the beginning... When you watch the movie, you will know what I'm talking about. And it comes to play a part in the movie. I don't yes. want to give away what happens. No, we're we're not. It's not that we don't want to spoil, spoil it. it. It's it's just, just, I, you can watch it. You can watch the movie. Uh, number two. The gun in uh, Gillespie's mouth at the beginning must have had its own microphone for how loud it was when he was shooting the entire opening sequence when they're staring at the body. Yeah. Because, okay, yes, you mentioned it's a murder, right? We, yeah. we said that, okay? Yeah. They're staring at the body. Yeah. And the entire time when he's chewing his gum, it's... Oh, I know. It was so gross. I'm like, am I going to listen to this the whole movie? Because I'm not okay with this. Okay, you can stop that now. <laughs> That's all it was. I don't allow eating on the podcast for a reason. But I'm not eating. But you're simulating <laughs> the act of eating and it's gross. Simulating mas- mastication. Yes. <laughs> if we could name our things different names, I that would name That would have been today's that. episode. And number three, which you've already said, that's not Carol O'Connor. That is not Carol O'Connor. <laughs> I kept thinking it was, but I'm like, no, it's not. And okay, for those of you who don't know who may not have actually seen the television show from the late 80s, Carol O'Connor played... Uh, Rod Steiger's character. Rod Steiger's character. And they look, they do look a lot alike in this movie. And I kept having to tell myself that it's not Carol O'Connor. It's somebody else. So that is all the things that I've learned from from this movie. Uh, Let us discuss the film a little bit more. A little couple little random things that I found that we were talking about off off um, off air microphone, if you will. Um, right. The one thing that I found out: Tibbs early in the movie makes a comment that uh, that he makes one hundred and sixty two dollars and thirty nine cents a week as a police officer, yeah. as a police detective. Uh, nowadays, with inflation, that averages out to one thousand one hundred and thirty five dollars and seventy four cents. He makes eleven hundred dollars a, a week. week. As a detective. I have I no wish. idea how much an actual detective makes these days. That might be completely right. I, you know, that yeah. may not be that big of a I deal. But for me, I don't make that much money in a week. And that would be amazing to Mm-mm. make in a week. So, so I just thought that was kind of cool. I, I, whenever, I have this weird thing that whenever a movie talks about, like, money, I, or even a TV show in some cases, I always look up to see how much that is equivalent right, to nowadays. I, I always do it. It's I have the, the website bookmarked on my phone, so even if I'm out somewhere, I still look it up because I like to know like I like to know the modern day equivalent of how much money that is for whatever reason in my head. So But yeah. 
So, and then the other thing we mentioned about uh, this movie is the is, is a movie filled with people that look like other people, but they're not those people. Right. Like, it's not Carol O'Connor. Connor. It's not Jack, not Jack. It's not John Candy, nope. who works behind, who works at the, the police station. And the old white guy with the flowers is not Bob Hope. Though he kind of looks no, like Bob Hope, not. too. So, yeah. So, uh, general thoughts about the movie? It was good. I liked it. You I understand it. why it's on the list. It's yes, important. I do too. I see important why. Important to our history. I see because it's very much so another piece, like yep, slice of, of our history. history. If the in the American yes. film institute, that's only number two for the record. <laughs> I um, yeah, it is number two. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> we are, however, only fifteen minutes into the episode, so um, this is going to be a short. Episode, it is going to be a short episode. Way. I did forget to mention the film was entered into the National Film Registry. Oh. So it is part of the film registry. I am pleased with this. We had a hard time acquiring this film. Let's just say that. I'm not going to go into details, but it was kind of hard to find a copy of this movie anywhere. Right. It's not online. Like, it's not on Netflix. It's not on Hulu. It's not on, like, it's not anywhere like that. Like, it, it... I just had a hard time getting a copy of it. Yeah. Almost as almost as hard of a time as I did for Sophie's Choice. Like Which Sophie's, I took to be a bad omen, but I like this movie. Yeah, this so movie okay. this movie turned out well. And it did. It felt I liked it better than French Connection. Really? Yeah. See, I didn't mind French Connection. I didn't mind French Connection, but I like this movie better than French Connection. Alright. It's a little more human than French Connection was. True. True. French Connection felt a little more not over the top, but felt a little more beyond like yeah. normal like it, that was more of an action movie than a drama i feel it's like true. yeah this felt like this as we said before it this halfway through it 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 feels like a television show from the 70s it i it easily looks it looks and it feels like a cop drama from the 70s like a television yes. show because the way it's shot the how it's written the way they act the way that they're performing it it looks more like a tv show than a movie to me and i don't know why it just that's kind of it. Just had the look to it, the yeah. way that the way that it was assembled, and that's. No, I can I can get with that. It felt like a two-hour pilot to the television show. Like yeah. this is the special episode. This is going to introduce all the characters, and then after this, we're going to go on with the actual like hour-long show. But, right. But, and you made the comment that there was a sequel to it. There's two more movies to it. Yeah, there's two of them. I made off air. I made the. Off mic, I said, there's another one. There's yep. one called They Call Me Mr. Tibbs, which yep. is the sequel. What's the third one called? The Organization. Okay. And it strictly focuses on, both those focus on oh, Virgil Tibbs. I couldn't remember what the thing in The World's End was called. It's called The Network, not <laughs> oh, The Organization. Oh, it's not Network. <laughs> Jog on. So, uh, well, besides that, uh, truthfully, I have nothing more. No, I don't it. either. It's, this it's, is like the second shortest episode. We had yeah. like the second longest episode last week or third longest episode last week. And now this week's like the second shortest it's really episode. really short, but you know what? I don't... We were really focused. Yeah. I don't... There's I didn't much get on a tangent about. or anything. And... I'm too like... I have school brain now, so everything <laughs> is very like... Do it. Get it done. Laser go vision. On. Focus. Get it done. Go on to the next thing. Get it done. Go on to the next thing. Get it done. Go on to... That will not be the way the show works. <laughs> you are not a robot. <laughs> um, so what is next? What is next episode? Silence of the Lambs. Is it Silence of the Lambs? I think so. Um, can you Sweet. help me? You <laughs> Thank threw you. your iPad across without the checking room the and didn't bother checking with the next one. I, didn't I hope throw, it's Silence I didn't, of the Lambs. Okay, across the room is like a foot. You couldn't reach it, could you? No, it across was further, the room. further over there than I could reach. <laughs> yep. Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Oh, we are officially at the, the top of the PDF page. Nice. 
So we're only one Silence page. Silence of the Lambs, and then Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, and then Shawshank, and then Saving Private Ryan, and then Clockwork Orange, and Tootsie. We have a lot of good movies yeah! coming up here. Not saying the movies we have watched yet are not no, good. No, but we're going to a good we stretch of a nice of little stretch of good films, so mm-hmm. this will be fun. Silence of the Lambs. Raiders of the Lost Ark is coming up. Oh. Like, November. <laughs> so keep an eye out for that, kids. So, second week of September, third week of September, fourth week of September, first week of October, second week of October, third week of October, fourth week of October. you stop covering your mouth while you're talking? Second. Sorry, I forgot I was on the microphone. We are still yeah, on the microphone. it's like right before Thanksgiving when okay. I do Raiders. Sweet. That'd be a good... Oh, we should watch it at Friends Thanksgiving and just record everyone talking about it and have it be the episode. So... All like seven of us. For warning, the Raiders of the Law Lost Ark episode no, it won't might be. have a lot of people talking. <laughs> no. So, all right. Well, Silence of the Lambs next week. Did this, by the way, this, did this movie um move anywhere on the list? No, this was new on the list. This was new on the list? Okay. Okay. And I think where it's at on the list is perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if we talked about Forrest Gump moving. Oh, we did. We talked we about did. flipping uh, Saving Private Ryan on that stuff, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Well, it moved. It, it got moved. bumped by Saving Private That's Ryan. That's right. So, yeah, so... Yeah, so Silence of the Lambs is Silence of the Lambs is next week. Uh, Which I have, so we don't have to acquire it. I, I have to I find have. where it is, but I have it. I have it, too, so... Okay, good. If all else fails, we have multiple copies okay, of Silence. Because Silence of the Lambs is a good movie. Yeah, it is. I look forward to talking about Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, I do. That'll be a longer episode. We can talk all about where the whole, the whole uh, inspiration for Silence of the Lambs came <laughs> yes, from. Because we, we are from the proud state of Wisconsin. Woo! Producer of two of the three, top three, two of the top three... Most notorious serial killers of the 20th century. Yep. Into which we case, get Ed we'll... Gein and we get Jeffrey Every Dahmer. Dahmer. Ed Gein, who spawns such amazing films as Psycho, Psycho Silence Tex- of the Lambs, and Texas, and Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre. Massacre. So three of the probably most well-known horror movies that's a really sick thing to be proud of the last of, I'm 60 sorry. years. Anyways, that's completely off topic. That's for next that's week. That's fine. That's fine. So, kiddos. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And uh, it's all uphill from here. Yay. I don't think I said goodbye to Radio Rahim. I don't last think week. you did either. I apologize, Radio Rahim. I miss you. Good night, Radio Rahim. Okay. That's all I got. All right. <laughs> no laughing track this time. Bye. What? <laughs> you didn't even say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> Just shut it down. It's I'm gone. done. I'm done. It's done. I will laugh this time. (laughs) (laughs) That should have been saved for Silence of the Lambs. Damn it. (laughs) In the heat of the night. For more information about this and other programming, visit our official website at www.ghostat.net.